Welcome to Book Bistro, where book enthusiasts come to chat about the books they love in a warm and supportive environment. Today is Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. This is Shannon, and I am here with Stacy, Brooke, Kristen, and Natalia. And we are looking ahead to the month of April. It's a little creepy to look ahead right now because, well, the world is um, kind of chaotic. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. So it's kind of weird to think about, like, April, and, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen in April. However, as long as the publishing industry is still afloat, there will be new books in April. Yay! And in times like these, new books are essential. Yes. Yes. So we are going to get started with the usual housekeeping information. You can find us on Twitter and on Facebook by searching Book Bistro Podcast. You can always post just on the Book Bistro timeline. Some of you have done that. I'm always so happy to see when you've published posts there. You can join our Facebook listener group where you can chat with us as well as with other podcast listeners. You can keep an eye on some of what we're reading. We usually update you each Wednesday with a look at our current reads. If you'd like to get a hold of us and social media is not really your thing, you can email us. That address is thebookbistropodcast at gmail.com. So I will start us off, followed by Brooke, Stacy, Kristen, and then Natalia. And generally, um, we look at the list of releases that are coming out in April, and we each pick three that we are looking forward to the most. And so this is what we have for you for April. So my first pick is by an author that I have loved for the past, I don't know, six years or so. This is the new release by Amy Harmon, and it is called Where the Lost Wander. And Amy Harmon writes in all sorts of genres, um, with kind of romance at the core of everything she does. But you can have like time travel, you can have historical, you know, contemporary. There is just so many. There's even like some fantasy romances that she's done. But this one, Where the Lost Wander, is a historical novel that takes place on the Oregon Trail. And it is centered around a wagon train and kind of a forbidden love between a white woman and a half Native American man. So I read so many like Western romances when I was a teenager and in my early college, and I really, really loved them. So I'm super excited that we have a new kind of wagon train book coming because it's been quite a while since I've read about like the whole like westward movement. So I'm really looking forward to this. Um, I'm sure it will be full of like all kinds of tragedy and beautiful <laughs> right. prose uh, it's yep. just amy Harmon. she's so excellent so this is where the lost wander and again it's by amy Harmon. it comes out on april 28th i cannot wait i have been looking forward to this i think you told me about it like last september shannon maybe yeah i saw and it I, like right at yeah. the yeah, the end of 2019, and I was like, oh and, my gosh. Yes, so I've been waiting, and her last year's release was so good, and oh, I, yes. to discover that she could do a lot of great period detail in like a more historical fiction context, um, yes. that was uh, what the wind knows, and so I cannot wait to see what she does with this. And wagon trains, yay. Wagon trains. <laughs> <laughs> so the first book that I'm going to talk about is... The New Husband by D.J. Palmer, and it comes out on April 14th. So this book is about a woman named Nina, and Nina considers herself to be a widow. About a year and a half previous, her husband at the time, Greg, he 
um, he was, sorry, his, actually his name was Glenn. He, um, he was in a boat accident, or at least that's what's thought to be what happened. Um, they don't really know what happened, and they've never found a body. But Nina, she, 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 she's learned a lot in the past year and a half about Glenn that she really, it makes her really wonder, like, do you ever really know who you love? Nope. Just because you love them, do you really know them? And so she's really kind of upset that she doesn't get a chance to confront him on the fact that he was having an affair, but also about some other secrets that he was holding. Well, one day she meets a man. Um, his name is Simon. She meets him at her daughter's school, and she develops a relationship. Well, not just she, but her and Simon, they develop a relationship. And they begin to, she begins to wonder, like, could she make a life with this man? But before any of that could really happen, she's got to figure out, like, could there be a possibility that she's making another mistake? Um, her son, he sees um, Simon as the kind of the father that she wish, he wishes his father had always been, while Maggie thinks that there's something there's something not right about Simon and Nina's friends are kind of feeling the same way they're kind of wondering like is he just too good to be true um is he really just extra attentive or is he actually being very possessive so I'm looking forward to this book it's The New Husband by DJ Palmer and it comes out on April 14th I love him so much. I've actually never, I don't think I've read any of his books, but I saw this book and I was like, hey, this is a book I need to read. I have been waiting for months for Beth O'Leary to write a second book. Like she should have actually put her books out like within a week of each other because <laughs> last summer I was going through like a sad, sad patch and I will never forget what it felt like to sit on my back porch in the sunshine, listening to the birds sing and reading the flat share and what it did to elevate me from sad to like filled with happiness and lightness and all of that. So ever since I read that book, I knew that Beth O'Leary was going to be an author I wanted to keep track of. So happily, she didn't make me wait a full year um, for her next book because I think I read the flat share a couple months after it came out, but anyway, that doesn't matter. And so um, the, her second book, is called The Switch. And this book, just the synopsis makes me feel like I'm going to be happy to my soul to read this one too. So we have Eileen. Eileen is 79 years old. And she has not yet given up on love. And she's not sure how she's going to discover how to fall in love in her small Yorkshire village. Her granddaughter, Lena, is 29 and lives in London. But she's given a leave of absence from her job after somehow, I think she botches some sort of big meeting or big presentation or something. Whoops. So she runs to Eileen's home in Yorkshire to kind of lick her wounds and figure out what's next. And when she learns about her grandmother's plight, how she can't find love in her small village, she proposes a solution. Oh what my God. I, yes. What if Eileen, <laughs> <laughs> what if Eileen, 79-year-old grand dame of the small village. What if she were to move to London to pursue online dating and meeting new people and living in Lena's house? Oh, what would that boy. be like? And then Lena, awesome. in the meantime, I know. And in the meantime, what if Lena stays at her grandmother's home in this little village and takes care of her home for her and just sort of kind of takes stock of things in the solitude of the little village? Oh. So Eileen, okay, I, I know, I wanted to. And so Eileen <laughs> does go and learns that there are challenges with online dating that she wasn't expecting in London, but also the neighbors there love her. But did she really have to go that far to find love when love may have been closer to home than she thought? And what about Lena, who's trying to be sort of like the queen bee of the village because everyone is like embracing her except oh. for a teacher 
who really tries to like upstage her every time she does something in the village. And how is this all going to end this switch? And I really want to know, and if you do too, we have to all together check out the switch by Beth O'Leary. It comes out on April 30th. Um, however, Why? I Oh, such a long I know, time. I know, but I, Why? If you read an, I don't know, but if you read an audio as I do, it looks like it's not coming out until June. So, oh my God, <laughs> I know, I know, but I just cannot wait to read this. I mean, the grandmother finding love and like doing the online dating nonsense, like oh. I'll, I would read it just for that. Um, so this is Incendiary, The Hollow Crown, book one by Zoraida Cordoba. Um, and this is, um, it looks very, very interesting. So the heroine in this book, I'm not even going to try to pronounce her name, um, <laughs> is what they call a robbery, R-O-B-A-R-I. Um, and from what it looks like is she is able to steal memories from people Whoa. or take memories from people. Um, and in so doing, it also looks like she kind of relives the lives of, of the people she does this to. And, um, and as a young girl, she was captured by the King's justice and taken back to because of her power um, to the king and was pretty much forced to do these to do this uh, meal uh, memory stealing <laughs> from people in order to um, assist the king in kind of like this I don't know seeming like rampage or something um, and now she a group called the Whispers um, helped her escape the palace. And while she's not really all about them, she they are against the king. They are rebels fighting against the king. And she's kind of fallen in love with the captain of her unit. Oh. Um, and he gets captured and in order to save him, she has to go back to the palace and pretend that she is still loyal to the palace and to the king and finish up the mission that, the, that her love slash captain had started, which we're not really sure what that is yet. Um, mm. But this also drags up some memories from her childhood that she had, you know, tried to forget and lock away. And so she's fighting against being who she is magically um, because she's stolen so many memories from people and caused them so much pain and heartache. And she doesn't, she's not happy with that. Um, but she's wondering, you know, is she going to be able to get through her, her love's mission and um, continue to rebel against the king if she's continued to for be forced to be a robbery. And it looks very, very interesting. I don't think I've ever read a book that has that kind of magic in it. Um, I mean, I, I've seen things where people can see memories um, right, but not like from what the way I understand it is she takes these memories and kind of leaves the person that she took them from empty. They're just like an empty shell of a person. Ooh. And so that seems pretty dark. Um, so I'm very interested to see how this all works and the type of magic and um, who she really is. Like, who is she as a person um, and all of that. So once again, this is incendiary. Hollow Crowns, book one, by Zoraida Cordova, and it comes out on April 28th, I believe is the right date for that one. I have to read this so yes. much. I yes, have it's so good. 
I've wanted to read her uh, Brooklyn Bruja series as well, which is about, <laughs> Brooklyn Bruja. <laughs> yeah, it's a, about like uh, like Hispanic witches living Ooh. in Brooklyn. Yes, that's amazing. Okay. So I know that I've mentioned this book on this podcast. Various of us have. Before we were yours by Lisa Wingate. Yes, I and many others. Oh yes, really. Really, really, really enjoyed this book so much. Yes. I don't know why so I much. To actually, read it. Yeah, it was so good. We looked like it was unanimous. <laughs> so, this book is called "The Book of Lost Friends." Yes. It comes out April seventh because I I feel like everybody's talking about these awesome books that are coming out at the end of the month. So I wanted to you know bring some light. That's good. Thank you. Wait, bring so, some hope. So far away. <laughs> there are good bring books in the beginning of the month. Into our post. <laughs> into our epoch- apocalyptic era that we're living. Yes. And yep. um, the book of lost friends, in the same manner as uh, before yours, is a dual. I'd say the dual timeline. And it's actually a novel inspired by events that actually happened as far as um, lost, lost friends letters that appeared in Southern newspapers. So if any of you have listened to the podcast for a long time, you've heard me talk about Beverly Jenkins because she writes about post-Civil War South. Um, and it's a, it's a part of history that really inspi- intrigues me, I guess I could say, because there's not so much literature on it. And if there is, I just haven't discovered it. So every time I discover it, it's awesome. So this is, um, this book is about three women, you know, lost friends after all three women um, that have lost everything in different ways uh, after the civil war. One of them has lost her plantation. Uh, One of them is with her Creole half sister is um, with her Creole half sister. And another one is a slave who is now freed. And she cannot find any of her family. So they're all desperately searching for different things in uh, Louisiana, 1875. So 10 years post-Civil War. Now we have modern day 1987, a teacher, I think her name is Bernadetta Silver. She's teaching at a poor rural school. And we're just going to have to read to see how these two stories interweave into an awesome awesome thing that is lisa wingate i am looking forward to this book so much this is the book of lost friends by lisa wingate comes out april 7th and if you can't wait please grab any of her other books that are out they're so good you know, yeah, she did such so a great good. job, like, painting, like, the 30s era for us. I can't yes, imagine what right? she's going to do with the 1870s. I think she's going to really vividly bring that to life. I'm hoping that's what it's going to be like because she really and made I, me feel in, like, the book of – before we were yours. Like, I felt what real Foss right. was feeling. Like, and I'm, I'm hoping that's what it's like yeah. in this one, too, to really evoke that era. So. so let's hang on to this theme of the American South post-Civil War. Yes. And let's talk about Conjure Women by Afia Atakura. This also comes out on April 7th. And it's also about three women. So this is, um, we have like lots of crossover here. But we follow these three women. Two of them are um, Black women who are very gifted healers. And then there's also a white woman who is the daughter of like the plantation owner who formerly owns these women. And the story starts actually before the civil war and then goes through kind of the war torn years and then kind of shows us how these women come through the war. But we focus a lot on, on healing. So healing kind of the physical injuries that occur as part of war, but then also going deeper into the sort of emotional and also the metaphysical wounds that slavery sort of inflicts on people. Um, it looks really, really intense, very, um, very close kind of to, to nature and to the metaphysical. I'm really excited about it. This is a debut novel and everything about it just looks so intriguing to me. It reminds me a little bit of um, Marlon James, The Book of Night Women which is a book that I read 
probably 10 years ago and really loved. So I'm hoping that this one will kind of evoke a similar feeling. So this is Conjure Women and it is by Afia Atakora and it comes out on April 7th. It is so painful when we have so many books we want to read, like because of these episodes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and some months are worse than others. And like this one is going to be challenging, I think, <laughs> to get yeah, all the this reads. It's a good in. month. Yes. It's a good month. It's the best kind of challenge to have. Like, what do I do? What do I read first? Yes. So the next book that I'm going to talk about actually sticks with our historical. Oh. So this book is called. The Silence of Bones, and it's by June Her, and it comes out on April 21st. So this book, it takes place in the 1800s, and it's, um, it also is set in Korea. I'm not going to try to say where in Korea it's happening, um, but our heroine, she is an orphan, as well as being homesick, but we don't really know what happened to her parents. Um, the synopsis doesn't really tell us, but she has been indentured to the, um, I guess their form of the police. And she is being asked to work with a, well, I guess not being asked to, she's being told to work with an, uh, with an inspector. And we don't really find out what the inspector's name is, but she really respects this guy and she gets to work with him on different cases. So they're currently working on a case about a noble woman who has been murdered and they are trying to figure this out because it's a politically, um, there's a lot of politics behind what's happened to it. And I guess maybe she's a very important woman. I'm not really sure, but she, they're trying to discover this, and for some reason, the inspector gets accused of the crime. And oh. our heroine is a 16-year-old girl. I never mentioned that, but um, she's 16 years old, and she knows that the inspector didn't do it. So she feels that it's really up to her to figure out what happened and to help him to be set free. So this book is called The Silence of Bones, and it's by June Her, and it comes out on April 21st. And it looks really good. Yes, I saw this. I thought it was, looked really interesting. So sometimes you just need a little bit of levity in your life. So the rom-com is the way to go. And in this yes. time of upheaval and uncertainty, <laughs> Um, I think sometimes having a little bit of a rom-com by a trusted author is a good thing. So, and I love the name of this book. It's called The Happy Ever After Playlist by Abby Jimenez. And this book is about Sloane. And she's been really struggling for the last couple years since uh, she lost her fiance. And she's just not really been able to participate in her own life all that much until she gets a new dog. So that's all, frankly, I would have needed to keep reading the book because something about this, you know, having this dog with her helps her to kind of begin participating in life again. So what else do you need to know? <laughs> I don't anyway, know anything else. <laughs> I know, I know. So what happens is she's been texting. I'm assuming that somehow she is, she has this dog, but the, maybe she found him. It doesn't say in the synopsis, but um, because she texts, the owner of the dog for weeks trying to get him to come and get his dog and he's not responding. And so basically this dog becomes hers. Well, weeks later, Jason, the owner of the dog starts texting her back and he wants his dog back. And he's been in Australia. He's some sort of musician on the rise and he, you know, wants his dog back. And so they start exchanging text messages and the texts get more and more flirty. And then they're exchanging long phone calls. And Sloane is feeling more alive than she has in a long time. But she knows that this is only temporary because obviously if he's, you know, a, a musician on the rise, like what's going to happen when his music career kind of takes over? And so that is all I know about the Happy Ever After playlist by Abby Jimenez. But 
to me, it sounds like the perfect way to sort of counteract all of the sadness and misery and anxiety of current times. And so I'm very much looking forward to it coming out on April 14th. And who better to bring people together than a dog? Right? Exactly. (laughs) This is not normally a genre that I would check out, but this book, the dog, I have to check it out. I know. That's me too. I'm, I, but dog. You, you have to be a clever author to do rom-com well. And I like her writing style. Like um, The Friend Zone is just a really good book. And so I, I think that she will be able to kind of carry off the sort of tone needed for this book. Um, and, you know, I mean, there's something so magical about thinking about a dog bringing together two people. You know, I just, I love that. So I'm excited. So this book, um, I think I've mentioned at least to a couple of you that I have a hard time choosing books if because I go a lot off of whether the title jumps out at me or not. Well, this title really jumped out at me. <laughs> um, and the description is really awesome, too. So this is called... The Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. I <laughs> want it just for the name. <laughs> I know. That's what I said. Um, and this is by Grady Hendrix. So, um, so this is compared. This says fried green tomatoes um, and steel magnolias meets Dracula. Ooh. Uh, so this, that, I mean, that first, you know, line of the description even got me because I, I've read part of uh, Fried Green Tomatoes and I love Steel Magnolias and I know enough about Dracula. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I was like, this, this sounds really awesome. So this is set in the nineties, nineties, and there's, there's this lady, she's, um, she has kind of, she kind of gave up her own dreams to marry a well-to-do doctor and become a mother. Um, but I thought maybe she married a vampire. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, and so she's, she, you know, she's just kind of living the life of a, of a wife and mother. And she kind of feels, I don't know, like, unappreciated unfulfilled to some degree um she says you know it kind of it says you know her children are always you know she's never enough she's all there's always a ton of things to do or her husband's very distant so she kind of finds her her satisfaction in a group of ladies and a book club wonder where that sounds familiar. Um, mm, book club. Right? <laughs> and so, um, you know, so she kind of lives for these book club meetings and their, um, her book club is kind of focused on like crime and, and crime stories and that kind of thing. Um, and so then this new person moves into the neighborhood and he's a little different, but they, you know, it's a welcoming kind of community. And so they, they welcome him in and she kind of is attracted to him. Um, but then all of a sudden children start to go missing and they start to suspect the new arrival in the neighborhood. And so then it, you know, they're her and her book club that that's, kind of what their main focus turns to is who is this new person and what's what's happening to the children and so they kind of take on the the job of um of detectives I guess and and trying to figure it all out and somewhere along the line I think they find out that this this newcomer is a vampire um so this this book looks really really interesting um I want to say that this may take place in South Carolina, but I don't know because there's a Charleston 
in quite a few places. But I'm thinking South Carolina because it says Southern and then Charleston is mentioned in the, the description, but I could be very wrong. Um, Cause I think there's a Charleston, Virginia as well. West but anyway, Virginia, so yeah. yeah so, um, so, you know, I'm very interested to see how, how this all comes together and um, what aspects of these different, um, you know, because um, fried green tomatoes and steel magnolias, they're, you know, they're very Southern um, movies and yes, books. They and are. Dracula is, you know, well, everybody knows Dracula. So I'm really interested to see how this all fits together and how, how the Southern world kind of <laughs> um, takes all of this because um, they sound kind of like, the those southern ladies that get together and just are I, I don't know what the word for it is they're kind of like those proper ladies a cup of tea and a good book um so it doesn't sound like they're very used to vampiric things maybe so i'm very like, interested to see maybe it's like how mm -hmm. emily you know on the gilmore girls like how she goes to that like the Daughters yes, the, uh, the DAR, Daughters of the American Revolution. Yes, and they have these yes. like weird kind of like snooty meetings. Yeah, like, I, I think that, that, that's yeah. kind of how I'm picturing it. The, yeah, they wouldn't that. know. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that's how I, that's kind of what I was thinking too. Yeah, so this again is called the Southern Book, Book Club Guide to Slaying Vampires by Grady Hendricks. And it comes out on April 7th. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, wait a minute. What's interesting to me about this is that it's um, the comparison to fried green tomatoes and steel magnolias makes me think these are very strong Southern women who have yes. like that yes. sort of veneer of like class and sophistication, but they yes. have the will of iron. So I think it's going to be a fun read. Dang it. Two of your books in a row. I don't read your fantasy very often or you're like, <laughs> I don't know how to classify this one, but like mystery, like, I don't know, but I've heard such good things about this. There are people on my Goodreads who have read um, early copies. It's gotten a ton of really good reviews. So the book I'm going to talk about next is by an author that wrote a nicely, uh, I would say beautifully creepy novel last year Ooh. called My Ooh. Lovely Wife by Samantha oh. Downing. Yes. That was lovely and creepy at the same that time. That was so good. Yes. So good. And now she's coming out with another book called He Started It by Samantha Downing. It comes out April 28th. And this book is about, of course, you guessed it, siblings, because who else says? I was just going to say, it is like a total oh, sibling yeah. book. See, I never got to do that with my brother. He was too much younger. Oh, <laughs> oh she was the only mature big sister. <laughs> no, he, he was just too, <laughs> he was too much younger than me for me to Half to it off. That That's what I'm saying. You were a, a mature big sister. I, oh, no, my far from that. considerably younger than me, but I don't think I had that maturity. <laughs> so, this book is about Beth Morgan, Beth, Eddie Morgan, and Portia. And they haven't been together in years. And of course, we all know that spending time with our families for extended periods of time that go beyond the limitations that we set for ourselves is always difficult. And all three of these siblings have been left in inheritance by their wealthy grandfather with conditions, one of which is that they have to travel together to go oh. <laughs> fulfill the whatever it was that he left them to fulfill, which we don't know. I wish we knew, but we don't know. We still have to wait till April 20th. And it's really hard to go on a road trip when there are secrets. There's a truck following you. There might be a dead body on somebody's trunk, and somebody's most definitely a killer. Oh. oh. So, but you know what's a powerful motivator for everyone? Money. Money. Exactly. <laughs> so they're going to tolerate each other in this cross-country road trip. I, I don't know if I've said it before, but I really like road trips when people are, like, forced to be together. 
um, especially in romance novels, but I've never read it in a thriller. Oh, like Loretta Chase. So I'm very Chase. much looking forward to it. Right, yeah. such good like historical road trips. They make me so happy. She really does. I know. I know, I know. She really does. And and Lauren Lane does a lot of really good, you know, contemporary. So this is He Started It by Samantha Downey. Comes out April 28th, 2020. And if it's anything like my lovely wife, I'm, I know I'm going to enjoy it. All right. So Natalia, you've given me like really good segues into my books this, this episode, which I really like. So my next book is also a thriller, but it is not about siblings. This is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. And I discovered her, I cannot remember if it was in 2018 or 2019, um, but I read Jar of Hearts and it was so, so good. So this is Little Secrets and it is a book with a little bit of a familiar uh, plot line in that a child goes missing and this mother does not know what happened to her four-year-old son. It's been a year now, and the FBI investigation has kind of stalled. No one really knows you know, what's going on. They, they have no clues. And the mother is sort of just like a shadow of who she used to be. She just kind of goes through the motions. Her marriage is crumbling. Nothing is, is really very good for her right now. But then she discovers that her husband is having an affair. So this is, oh no, yeah. So this is very I don't bad. I care at that point. Well, so I feel first, like I don't even care. I can't first, even imagine. I guess like she doesn't care, but then right. she starts thinking about it, and she's like, "No, like I lost my son. I'm not going to lose my husband too." And so she comes up with a plan, and I don't know what her plan is, but she has one. But then oh. she realizes that the woman that her husband is having an affair with might know what happened to her son. Oh. And oh. so might her husband. Oh, heck no, yeah. I'd kill him with her. <laughs> so tell me she kills them. I don't I'm know. I haven't read it. Kind of bloodthirsty. <laughs> I haven't read it. So this is Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. And it comes out on April 21st. And I really want to know. And you, all of you, will be so happy to know that I really wanted an arc to this. And I could not get it. But you don't Aww. have it. No, I don't. Oh, poor Shannon. Like, usually, you Aww. know, I, I say, like, what I have arcs of. And, you know, it, it's a thing. But I wanted an arc for this one. And I could not get it. I was so sad. Aww, that's sad. <laughs> yes, it is. So... The last book that I'm going to talk about tonight is The Split by Sharon J. Bolton. And it comes out on April 28th. So Why is everything book, so late in the month? I know. I'm very sad. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm a very sad person. But this book is about a woman named Felicity. And Felicity is hiding out on a remote island in the Antarctic. It's of course called, she is. It's called South Georgia. And I was totally confused because I saw Antarctic and then I saw South Georgia and I was totally confused. So I had to read that twice. But Isn't Georgia um, like by Russia? Yeah. So um, I guess there is a remote part of the Antarctic that is called South Georgia. And I wonder why that is. I might have to look it up just for the interest sake. So she's hiding out on this island because her husband, um, he is not a very good person. He is currently in jail, um, having committed a murder. And um, It's always the husband. It is. And there's actually a book with that title. (laughs) (laughs) It's his fault. Um, So... He, um, she's kind of happy right now because the last um, ferry um, that can go to this island, it's taking off now. So there won't be any more islands for the rest of the summer. I mean, islands. There won't be any more boats coming in for the rest of the summer. So well, she thinks no more that people. she's safe. Um, and the problem is that, um, well her husband is now getting out of jail because he has done his time 
And oh. of course, he is going to find her because, well, he always finds what he's looking for. And, you know, secrets, we can't always leave our secrets behind. They always have this way of finding us. Um, but somehow, I'm not really sure how he ties in, but there's a doctor in, um, I think he's a, psycholo a psychologist or psychiatrist or something. He's in um, Cambridge, and he has been looking into this case between Felicity and her husband, and he's learned that Felicity has been on the edge for a really long time. And so he has decided that he needs to get to Felicity because he thinks it's the only way that he's going to be able to help her. So I'm really looking mm. forward to this because does that mean that it's all in her head or does that mean, um, I don't know. I don't know what it means. So I'm looking forward to it. It's the split by Sharon J. Bolton, and it comes out on April 28th. And this I do have an arc of. Oh my god, I so want to read it. I'm going to change things up just a little bit, and I'm going to talk about a World War II era historical fiction. And I have been, you know, I've been reading a lot of World War II era historical fiction. A lot of it's dual timeline. A lot of it is about either American or British um, people during the war. But in the last couple of months, this will be my third book that I read about, um, actually my fourth book that I read about um, someone in Germany during World War II awesome. or just post. Yeah. So this book is called The German Heiress by Anika Scott. And this is a new to me author. And this book is about Clara. And during the war, um, she worked in her family's ironworks. Oh. And I don't know what she did, but I'm assuming it was nothing good. Um, and she had a nickname. I think it was like the Iron Fraulein or something during the war. And Ooh. now the war is over. It's been, it's been two years since the end of the war. And all Clara has now is a um, forged identification card and a lot of questions about her family's past because I think that hmm. based on what I'm, I've read in the synopsis, it sounds like she's pretty troubled about what she did during the war. And okay. she kind of gets to a point where she has to evade this British officer who is basically hell-bent on bringing her in for questioning and um, you know, pinning some war crimes on her. And so she decides to go back to her home and stay with her friend, Alyssa. Well, when she arrives back in her village, everything's, you know, basically kind of not the same. And Alyssa is missing. Oh. And she, she meets a man named Jacob. And Jacob does something kind of shady with the black market. And he is also looking for Alyssa. So the two of them decide that the only way to kind of find Alyssa and for Clara to evade her British officer, the only way to do this would be if they, all, if they teamed up. So I think this book looks really great. I'm not sure if it's more like mystery or thriller or, you know, historical fiction. Um, I'm not really sure what it is, but it looks really good to me. And again, this book is The German Heiress by Anika Scott. And it comes out on April 7th. And I am looking forward to reading this. Yeah, oh, your book that comes out at the beginning of the month. I know. Oh, yes. So for my third and final book, I am going to talk about Forged in Shadow by Megan Haskell. And Megan Haskell is one of my favorite authors. She wrote the Signore Chronicles, which I believe is, um, it's, it's, not prudent, I don't think, but um, it may help out to read the Signore Chronicles before you read Forged in Shadow. Um, because the, the War of the Nine Fairy Realms, which is what this book is about, um, is mentioned in the Signore Chronicles several times. And I believe in that series, it has been going on for a while. So in this book, there is a young man who is the youngest son 
of a fey smithy. And he just, he should be kind of taking on an apprenticeship at this point and learning the craft, but he doesn't want to do that. He would much rather wield a sword than make a sword. And so when the high elf king of light side of the realm um, commissions an enchanted sword and the steel for this sword can only be found in the shadow realm which is considered the dark side um, this young man takes on that task he decides that that's what he wants to take on and he's going to make him himself a place in this world and hopefully be able to become favorable in the high elf king's eyes and make a place for himself in in the fighting world versus the smithy world. Now, at the same time, the High Elf King's daughter has to go into the Shadow Realm to meet with the High Elf King of the Dark Side. Um, and there's a young lady who has uh, agreed to be her first handmaiden um, to go on this trip with her. But she doesn't realize what that may entail because she doesn't realize that the the shadow realm can be very dangerous. There's a lot of dark magic. Um, they ultimately end up getting trapped somehow by the dark elf king. And they then have to figure out a way out of that situation. Um I really look forward to reading this book because I thoroughly enjoyed Signore. Um, I like that even though there is a shadow realm, which is supposed to be the dark side, not everyone on that side is inherently evil. Um, you do have people that are from the shadow realm, but they don't exactly you know, thrive off the dark and evilness, um, but they have to lay low and not show that. It, they, um, it's very risky. So I look forward to see where this is going. Um, I would like to, uh, I can't wait to see how the war plays out, um, because I believe this series takes us back before Signore Chronicles. And we will get to know more about the war uh, between the nine fairy realms. And so this promises to be very, very interesting. Um, this book, once again, is called Forged in Shadow by Megan, Megan, I'm sorry, Megan Haskell. And it comes out on April 6th. My last book of the evening. It's so funny, you know, I think this is the first time that in two consecutive episodes, I talk about the same author. Oh, I just yeah. realized this. That's true. So I just talked about her last week in our Books of Off from Authors of Color episode. And no, I'm I think you did for historical her. fiction, actually. Was it historical fiction? Yeah, The Time well, of the Butterflies. I think she fits for both. She does. She's definitely an author of color. And she writes historical fiction. But this is her first adult novel in maybe more than almost 15 years. And I am so looking yes. forward to it. This is Afterlife by Julia or, well, Julia Alvarez is her name, yes. And this is a book about immigrants. Um, it's based on, I guess, a, a fictional account to try and, I guess, uh, work with the times. At least that's what the synopsis says. So this is about a character named Antonia Vega, and she's an immigrant writer. And she has just had the rug pulled out from under her because she just retired from the uh, college where she had always taught English because her husband just died. That's really, really sad. Mm -hmm. And her sister disappears, so she returns home to help. And on her doorstep, there's a pregnant, undocumented teenager that needs her help. And, you know, this, this woman has always been, words have always been her comfort. I'm sure it's a comfort for all of us, so we could probably relate in that sense. Words have always been her comfort as a lover of literature, but now she's realizing that life needs more from her than just the words that are playing in her head. 
So um, this is a kind of a book that is asking the question, what do we owe those in crisis? And what happens when those in crisis are part of our human family? How can we stay mm. true to people that we've lost? So this is Afterlife by Julia Alvarez. It comes out on April 7th, and I am looking forward to it so much because it's been so long. Yeah, I, I like her a lot. I, I like her so much, especially because she always writes about Dominicans. <laughs> I've read In the Time of the Butterflies, and I've read um, How the Garcia Girls Lost Their Accent, and I liked them both. Both yes. excellent books <laughs> all right so that does it for us this evening thank you so much to Kristen, brooke natalia and stacy for chatting with me about some fantastic upcoming releases thanks of course always goes out to christine for all of her marvelous editing and thank you so much to all of you who join us each week as we talk about the books we love and some of them that we hope we love when we read them yes, yes. If you would like to leave us a rating or a review, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or any other platform that you use to access the show. Not only does it tell us what you think, but it also helps other people find us when they're looking for book-related podcasts. Um, it kind of advances us in the Google algorithm. So I will be back next Tuesday morning with an author interview and, of course, the guide to new releases. And some number of us will be back on Friday with more bookish greatness. Take care, everybody.